What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming BitCast. Ainsley Bowden here, Dan the Rally Rodriguez next to me, Bert south of the border signs on the other side. So we've got a lot to cover today. Hideo Kojima back in the news talking about Death Stranding and showing off a new character that was originally shown at Comic-Con. We've got In Exile talking about VR development, Warner Brothers mentioning a DC game being developed, and we've got some tests of a whole bunch of new upcoming games. So. Let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, Mr. Kojima-san, um, one of our favorite people here at BitGas, no sarcasm. And uh, apparently this was a trailer for Death Stranding shown at San Diego Comic-Con, talking about a character named Heartman, all in caps. According to Kojima, Heartman is a member of Bridges. His heart stops, and this is very Kojima-ish here, his heart stops every 21 minutes. He spends his time in the world of the dead for three minutes, and then he comes back by AED 60 times a day. What the hell is AED? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there was about a two-minute trailer that he released just basically showing the character. This character is actually played by a friend of his who's also a filmmaker named Nicholas. I think that's Refn, I want to say. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, you can let me know. But anyway, it doesn't show, uh, you know, it doesn't show too much more of Death Stranding, just a character basically talking for a couple minutes. So... Um, it looks good though. I mean, the the footage looks sharp, no pun intended, and uh, and uh, you know, it's just another one of those weird things we can expect to see in Death Stranding. Yeah, it seems like they have gone into introducing characters uh, a lot in this game versus actually introducing the game itself, which is uh, kind of strange, but. As you said, in typical Kojima fashion, there's something interesting about this character when it comes to what his issue is with his heart, I guess. And and that's really about all I can say. I mean, from a graphical standpoint, it does look pretty cool that they're going to have this happening. It seems like all their characters are mo-capped pretty well. Um, but that's about all I can say. Uh, it's, it's the weird thing that's happened with Death Stranding to where I don't really have a lot to say yet because I don't know a damn thing about this game other than the 30 seconds of gameplay that we've seen um, in their last major trailer. So... I'm just sitting tight right now, waiting around, eating some chips. Got your ladder in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. Yes. <coughs> Jeez Louise. All right. Um, whatever. It's Kojima. So <laughs> I'm at, you're at the point where you just, I just want to play the game. I really, really, really want to play the game. Um, I'm assuming that being dead for three minutes, he gets to go into the maybe the Death Stranding. And whatever the hell that is, whoa, you know, spoilers. I'm just spoiling everything right now for you. <laughs> All right, and he and he's able to communicate with the dead maybe for three minutes, and he gets brought back by something. AED, what is that? Automatic electronic defibrillator? Maybe. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, like whoa. I'm blowing whoa. your minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sixty times a day. So I don't know. Does his heart stop like just because it stops? Or does it stop because he stops it himself? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It just stops. Automat automated external defibrillator. You were close. close. You were close. close. All right. So he gets shocked back to life after three minutes. Kojima. 60 times a day. 60 so. times a day. Yeah, that sounds terrible. What a terrible life. That's that a terrible be. life. Yeah, but there's oh. got to be some uh, significance to this, right? As you sure. said, right? There's got to be something going on if... He's specifically calling out he's in the world of dead for three minutes, so that's going to have yep. some significance in the game. But yeah, um, these, yeah, I'm with you though, Bert. It just, you know, it's another character introduction. We've still, after all these months and all this hype, we've still only seen a tiny, tiny amount of gameplay, which was next to nothing. Yep. 
Nothing. Yeah, I mean these these trailers just seem to shock me every single time. So <laughs> you sound super shocked. <laughs> <coughs> All right, I figured we mentioned it. You kind of caught the rounds late yesterday, so as we record anyway. So another thing that um, was interesting this week, earlier this week, right after we recorded our last podcast, was In Exile, the new Xbox game studio responsible for the Wasteland franchise. You know, with upcoming Wasteland Three. They posted some new job postings talking about a new virtual reality title being in development. Now, of course, you know, we all know that there's no virtual reality on Xbox today. So there's really no other reference here other than, you know, this could potentially mean that they're going to work on a VR title for uh, Windows 10 uh, and something like Game Pass on PC. Um, But it also could mean, you know, bigger things such as uh, VR headset support for Scarlet, which uh, really wouldn't be too surprising given the Windows 10 ecosystem and the Windows platform that is being used for the uh, Xbox operating systems nowadays. So just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this, whether you believe this is hinting at, you know, some future VR compatibility in uh, Scarlet, or if you think this is merely just going to be PC-based and Xbox is going to continue to just stay away from VR. I mean, I don't... The thing is, it's it's, it's not... When I saw this, I thought thought the same thing. I'll be able to talk here mm-hmm. by, by uh, I can't even talk. So let's do this again. <laughs> so, yes, I think that maybe something's coming for Scarlet as far as VR goes. I'd like to see something. I love the PlayStation VR. Um, I think it's a market that is emerging. It's not quite there yet, I don't think. Um, but cross your fingers, maybe they're working on something. But I also think that maybe they would have said something. But maybe not. Who knows? I mean, it's got the power to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, for sure. So um, I would love to see something. What I don't want to see is, you know, maybe like an Oculus or uh, what's the other one? The, Vive. The Vive. Yeah, I don't want to see that kind of capability because those things are so expensive. Do something like PlayStation did. Make it affordable for people. That's the biggest thing. Um, and, you know, if you bring it to Scarlet, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. You know. It sounds like Sony's kind of doubling down too on on VR. So um, they even talked about uh, a new VR two headset, you know, coming up. So well, for the new PlayStation. So um, I'm ready for it, man. I, I I think VR is really starting to to grow and getting those games like Blood and Truth that I reviewed last week that you know gets you that real immersion and it really you know that's what I want to see. You know, um, in Exile <clears throat> they got Wasteland three coming out. Uh, I think. Yeah, they, they said they've had multiple projects in the works. Right, so, so yeah, it's, you know, do what you're going to do, man. Just give us some games. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what Microsoft is thinking. That's been long rumored that they've been working on something from a VR perspective, whether it be like a USB-type port for the peripherals that exist already or if they're going to create their own. It's been kind of rumored for a while. Um, I'm not quite sure if VR has reached the mass as far the masses as far as a lot of people think they have they've sold a bunch of headsets that's for sure but the software is really not selling as much as people were expecting outside of the stuff that comes bundled with the game so um, as Dan had said the the PlayStation side of stuff they've uh, they've been pushing it for quite a while if you go like to their PlayStation store when you're online there's tons of sales and stuff that's always going on for it and there's finally some good software that's out there as we did in our uh, PlayStation VR video a while ago it's it we, we thought it was, it's finally the time for people to get into it if you can get it for a good price and if you can afford it. And now I really hope they don't, you know, force bundle something like they did with the Kinect or something like that. I don't really think that would even be up for 
up for discussion at Microsoft. So um, I really personally think to, to your original question, Ains, um, you know, what, what does this really mean? I, I think it's just going to be a PC thing. Um, we've seen Microsoft Game Studios kind of just focus on some games are going to be just for PC. So we're going to be just for the, uh, the the consoles. I think this is really just going to stay in the PC realm, personally. Okay, I, I'm kind of between you guys. So I think um, I think the pro the approach they're going to take is going to be uh, an in between approach, which is, you know, I don't think they're going to make a dedicated Xbox VR headset. Um, rather, I think they're going to build upon the capability of Scarlet to be able to run it, just due to the power it has. Um, and then allow the user to basically buy, you know, these multiple headsets that you can buy today and run them on Windows 10 and just have the compatibility open uh, on the Scarlet platform. Mm -hmm. So it would basically be no different than if you if you bought a, a virtual reality headset and you hooked it, you could hook it up to your PC or hook it up to your Scarlet, it would make no difference. It'd be like you're just playing the game. So I, I think that's the approach they may take. There's probably a lot of back-end work that has to happen for that to take place. But we know, I mean, like Phil Spencer's talked about VR, and he's he's kind of hinted that direction, more of a open source type thing, with just being able to use whatever headset you want to buy. To your point about affordability, mm -hmm. you're not locked into a single model, right? You can just say, mm -hmm. okay, I want the $200 cheap one, or I want the $1,000 4K one, whatever, you know? Right. Um, so, I, I don't know. That's what I think. Obviously, none of us really know. I just figured it would make for a good discussion, so... All right, we'll move on from that, and we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we see more next year. But for now, we are going to move over to Division 2. So Division 2, big game earlier this year, fell off a little bit. Um, but Episode 1, which is the first major expansion for the title, is now out, came out this week. Has a load of new content, including main missions, exotics, weapons. They completely revamped uh, skill building. So one of the biggest complaints in the hardcore community was around skill building, whereas, you know, you really couldn't just focus on being a support skill player everyone had to run kind of a, a focused dps gun build and so they're hoping this creates more opportunities for teams and you know just more ways to play around with the game so uh, pretty neat here uh, i i really do want to jump back in um, and play it i just uh there's just so many games and uh you know it's good they got this out now because by time kind of september hits it's going to be you know, it's just going to be too much. So I want to jump back in and check it out, but the early read on this seems to be pretty positive. If you check Reddit or some of the Division um, fan base places, um, they seem to be liking what they're seeing so far. Yeah, I know that people have been waiting for it for a while, and we have a couple friends that are big Division players, and yourself, Ains, you, everybody's really mentioned, I really want to play some new DLC. Uh, I'm not a big Division guy, so it's not a big deal to me, but I'm glad that it's free. I'm glad that people are, you know, excited for it and, and good for them and good for you guys. So game on. Good for Come you. <laughs> so I played a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Just for, you know, maybe an hour. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it looks really good still. I mean, it, I mean, I, here's the thing. It's like I, I redid, so I told you guys I redid my, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. TV and my settings and everything. So like every game I play now, I go back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time playing on this dull ass screen. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so... The skills, I, what I noticed immediately, um, like, for example, the auto turret, you know, you yep. throw it up there. Um, if you were to uh, maybe throw it up there, let it go half its time, and then take it back in, yeah. um, it, would get a, it would reset with a little bit better timer than if you let it run all the way out. Now, it almost looks like however long it was out, that's how long it's going to take for you to okay. get it back in. So they, they adjusted that, which is awesome, because it went from, like, 50 seconds to, like, 20 seconds at one point for me. 
and I was like, this is great. Um, yeah, I think they called it skill haste, right? So they, I think they changed it from cooldown to skill haste, where you can actually build into being able to use your skills more often. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was excellent. Um, I did a little bit of a zoo mission. There's a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Didn't get very far because um, I tried to get my buddy in. Uh, <laughs> turns out he does not have the season pass. Um, and this content right now is only good for a week for the early access. It's early access yeah. if you have season pass and then free yeah. for everyone. And then free right? for everyone yep. after a week, yeah. So hopefully here in a little bit we can jump on and uh, see what the zoo's got to offer. There's also one more, I think. Aquarium. Aquarium. Yep. Is that what I thought? Oh, man, there's so much stuff. Yeah, there's a lot so of stuff. There's new classified assignments. Yeah. And, yeah. So I didn't get too too deep into that stuff. So, um, but... I did notice a couple little things, little improvements here and there. So, I mean, there, that's what you need to do. You need to keep on it and just keep pushing um, and not become Anthem. <laughs> I got a notice Tear. on Twitter this morning. It said, I swear to God, it said Anthem uh, has something new they have not posted in a while. You know, it gives you a notice when, like, an yeah. account posts for oh, the first yeah. time in a while. It popped I, up I think morning. I got something like that, too. It's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> All right. Something more up your guys' alley, then. Warner Brothers mm -hmm. Montreal, you know, going back to uh, the Arkham titles, which we've talked about recently, too, confirmed mm -hmm. via Twitter yesterday that they are working on a new DC Comics franchise game. Um, it was a, yep. kind of a joke Twitter post because it said, Redacted DC Comics franchise, Redacted, Redacted. Um, obviously not sharing any further information, but... You know, given the quality of those games, uh, their beloved, you know, comic book titles, some of the best ever made, you could probably debate along with the new Spider-Man like we've talked about, right? Um, pretty cool to see this, and it'll be interesting to see what franchise they're talking about, because I would imagine they're not going to do Batman, right? Um, so what what do you guys think in terms Jeez. of DC Comics? What, what may they be focusing on? I mean, I think we'd all like to see, like, a Justice League, you know, something where it brings everybody together. Um, yeah, I think Batman might be played out a little bit. Um, Superman, not my fave, but also I, I can't imagine how that would work as far as like game would go because you know everybody would have to have like Kryptonian or Kryptonite weapons and stuff. I mean, I I just never could put myself. You know, I'm sure they've done Superman games. I know they have. It just you know I don't know. I don't want to see a Flash. I like the Flash. Love the Flash. Don't think he would be a good game. Um, Maybe something with the lanterns. I don't know, man. I want everybody. I want everybody <laughs> to be together. Like yeah, ten different characters. Yeah, do like in, everybody that was in Injustice, but do like a, a a cool, maybe slightly open world. You know, like in the vein of like Arkham City or Arkham Knight, or you know, where you can flip flop between characters. I mean, I I'm not as big of a DC honk as I am a Marvel honk, obviously, but it's I still love comic books and I still love. You know, being able to jump into those uh, hero shoes and kick some butt. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I am more of a. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm the DC guy versus the Marvel guy. I don't care for a lot of the Marvel characters um, well, because they're copies of DC characters. But you know, it is it is what it is. Um, so one thing to keep in mind about the WB Montreal game is that it's been long rumored that it is a Batman game and it's one that's called the Night of the Owls or Night of Owls, I believe it is right. something like that. Yep. And so that's been on Reddit a few times. There was on, I guess, 4chan had some kind of like concept art for it and explained the full plot of what it would be. And as we all don't really take 4chan too serious, but it's happened a number of times now. And there's been a few employees that I've left and kind of have hinted towards it at WB Montreal too. 
So um, where there's smoke, there's fire type of thing. Yeah, and it's been rumored for a while now. And um, one thing to keep in mind is that they so WB Montreal is responsible only for the Batman Origins game, which was the one that came out after Arkham City um, and was obviously not done by Rocksteady, but they used all of the Rocksteady you know uh, resources that was left over as far as like the engine and stuff like that. Yeah, all the assets. And so, and Origins was my second favorite um, before Arkham Knight came out. So I liked Arkham City, then I liked Origins, then I liked Asylum, and then Arkham Knight came out after that um, for, for me as far as my favorite game. So I really think it's another Batman game, to be honest. There's so much money to be made there. Every one of those uh, uh, games made a lot of money. And if the rumor of the game that Rocksteady's working on is Justice League in some form or fashion, or if it's just a Superman, whatever it is, I think that's where that Justice League will really take place. But I think this is really just another Batman game. Yeah, and I, I if I recall correctly, um, it's Court of Owls, right? Yeah, Court of Owls, yep. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. uh, from the Batman fans I've seen, there's a lot of you guys out there, um, they said it's like one of the best stories ever in the Batman oh, yeah. universe, right? Yep. Yep, so, one, pretty, of, one of the cool. best ones. And uh, a lot of people didn't care for Scarecrow being the main villain in Arkham Knight. I mean, it, it was definitely cool. The overall game was good, but um, we were wanting a bigger villain. And this is, as far as the story, I'm not going to ruin it in any form. It's one of the best Batman stories around. So cool. I hope it, I hope that's it. Yeah, and as we talked about before, you know, I tried to say maybe it's not a Batman game, but as we talked about before, Batman and Spider-Man, um, I think are the two biggest kind of comic mm-hmm. book IPs. So why not capitalize on it, I guess? All right, um, last piece here, and this was a weird one that just suddenly happened out of nowhere yesterday, uh, as we record anyway, so on the 26th, that Doom 1, 2, and 3 were re-released on the Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Um, and then, as this happened, the original Doom and Doom 2, which were backwards compatible, uh, they were 360 arcade titles that you could play on your Xbox One, they suddenly became unplayable on the Xbox One. And so people uh, quickly got outraged, kind of, you know, reached out to Bethesda. And um, Bethesda is now claiming, reported by IGN, that this was a bug, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And that they plan to fix it. But uh, there's no timeline that I'm aware of as of this recording. So we'll see if that actually happens. But just wanted to point this out that first, it's pretty cool that you can play uh, Doom 1, 2, and 3 on all consoles, modern consoles now. Uh, three obviously being a very different experience than Doom 1 and 2. Um, but this is also a reminder, and uh, Dan, this is not a dig at you, <laughs> Mr. Digital. 100%. <laughs> but this <laughs> is a reminder that. for everyone that digital ownership means absolutely nothing. It can be flipped off like a switch. And so those people you know, that own these and were playing them backwards compatible, um, even just this week, suddenly turned it on, and it was like, nope, unplayable. So... Um, you know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I hope Bethesda obviously fixes this. I hope it really was a bug, although that sounds really odd to me, because it certainly didn't get reported on by Bethesda until this outrage happened. Um, but regardless, uh, kind of neat news mixed with some uh, frustrating news. Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, I also read another article that the original Doom from 1993 was also DRM'd. Is that correct? They added DRM protection to it to where... You have to be online, and then I saw an update to that to where if you download it and register your copy at Bethesda, then you can play it offline, but until then you can't play it off, uh, online anymore or something like that. Or I didn't read further into it, but but I saw the, the story headlines in, in a few areas, and I was kind of surprised. But I don't know. Doom is such an old game. I personally 
think it's cool. It's a cool novelty to kind of go back and check them out, but I'm not going to be replaying these games, and I don't even know who's going to go back and play all the Doom games from scratch again, but I'm not a big retro player, so I, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that's really not that excited for this. I think it's cool. I think it should almost be one of those things that comes free with Doom Eternal. If you want to play it, great. Go ahead and get it. Here's your free code for it or something, but... Maybe it's for cool. the maybe it's for the Switch people that you know have don't even know what Doom is because they only play Nintendo games or something. I, I don't I don't know, but cool. You know that's all I can say. I'm not going to dog it. Other than that, just say I, I that was a long time ago. So good for them. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the five people that are upset because they, <laughs> they oh, lost this blew it. up yesterday. IGN had to report on it. Oh, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's like here we got all these other games that you guys could be playing, but. Now that they took yep. out the, the backwards compatibility, or they took it off of the Xbox 360. No, so you can, if you, you log on to a 360, you can still play it. But if right. you tried to play it on your Xbox One, you couldn't. Just one and two, because they were backwards compatible. Correct. So now they're just not backwards compatible. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. <laughs> like, who, who were they? I mean, like, I mean, who, like were, they, were they just more upset of, like, the implications? Like, I think so. Yeah, I think just ownership? the fact that yeah. you had this one day, and then now you don't. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, if I lose five or six, shoot, a hundred games, I'm probably still going to be able to find something I want to play. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also don't have to stand up and uh, switch discs, which is fantastic. All right, all right, um, we're turning we're turning Dan <laughs> off at this point. See, he's going off now, the rails. Now, he's going off now, the rails. This is what happens. All right, now it's fine. <laughs> yeah, listen, like you said, Bert. You know, really, I mean, who are these people? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I, I've got Wolfenstein. I've got you know. The new Fire Emblem? I'm, I have no mm-hmm. idea when the hell I'm going to go back and play the original Doom. And you're, you're, jumping, you're jumping ahead. This is crazy. Yeah, it, <laughs> that, that's kind of the funny thing because it's like you have these retro gamers that only play retro and the, the cool sure. thing to yeah. do right yeah. now is play retro games. So I, mm-hmm. I'm i in the camp of like there's so much to play that I don't even have enough time to even buy the new games right now that I don't see myself even caring about playing Doom from 1993. What is that, 26 years ago? Um, Math checks you know, out. Yeah, is that to carry the one over? <laughs> there's a remainder with change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why am I going to be playing a game that I played 26 years ago when I can play all these games? But like I said, and I think you even mentioned it, Ains, that there's like your your uh, somebody. I can't remember who it was. Was it Michael or somebody that their their friends are only playing retro games right now or something? I can't remember what it was, but. You know, I I don't know. I'm not the audience that's affected by this. That's all I can tell you. I'm not that no, guy. No, I, I think it probably is a smaller group. And you're right. Retro is, is really big right now. I have a lot of people I interact with on Twitter that are just retro players. I mean, that's all they do. Um, but I, I think to Dan's point, it's more about the implication, right? It's not yeah. so much that... Because I have all these games on 360. I replayed Doom 1 and 2, and I, I love those games. Um, and so this means I can't play it on Xbox One now either. And you don't see me with the... the pitchfork in my hand but it's just the thought that this can be flipped off like that yeah. um, I think that's what people are pissed off about because it, the bigger picture is more concerning you know that's all Yeah, I get that so. Yep. anyway let's not harp on it let's move on uh, we've got a bunch of tests for upcoming games this fall that are kind of quietly happening um, so we already talked about the Gears 5 tech test that's not quietly happening that's been big it's up again this weekend if you played Friday night for one hour. They were really stress testing the servers. They invited everyone to play on a specific hour, and you got this uh, rare uh, blood spray that you'll get when the main game releases, so that's pretty cool. Um, that's going through Monday morning now, so per- you might be listening to this. It might already be over. But um, 
we also have a breakpoint alpha, so Ghost Recon breakpoint, and it is under a very, very strict NDA. You're not allowed to talk about it, take pictures, stream, do anything of that, so we're just going to stop talking about it, I guess. But it's good that they're testing it ahead of time. That game doesn't come out for a few months yet, so good to get the bugs out of the way there. And then um, this one I, I know Dan loves, um, but <laughs> but Dan and, or, uh, Bert and I are probably excited about it, is the... Plans for zombies, you know, the rumor broke <laughs> earlier this year that we broke around Garden Warfare 3, most likely is what it's going to be called, but it's the shooter, you know, series in the Plans for Zombies <coughs> universe. And the alpha testing is beginning for that as well. It's simply codenamed Picnic. And um, I yep. believe that starts next weekend, and there's specific dates that alpha testers can pick. So I am registered for that next weekend, so hopefully I'll be able to talk about that soon, assuming there's no ridiculous NDA on that. So, But pretty cool to see all these kind of new titles coming up that uh, people can play and jump in early on. Yep. <laughs> got him. Yeah, that, that Plants vs. Zombies. No. You can get the second one right now for $1.26. I know, it's PSN. super cheap. Super, super cheap. Yeah. I'm excited about the Breakpoint Alpha. That's all I can say about have that. Have you tried it yet? I have not because I was out last night. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> after this, I'm going to go home and launch it and see how it goes. You should and play Gears 5 instead. And I'm never, ever going to play any more Gears 5 multiplayer. No, I'm just joking. Um, <coughs> I do want to try a little bit more of that out, because I still haven't been able to get into a multiplayer match. Um, not because of any kind of technical issue, just because I've been playing everything else, and I have some <laughs> reviews to do, so I've been trying to punch through some games, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, um, I, I think it's good. I mean, they need to have these games in a better state when they release, so stress test as much as you can. Give something out to the fans to try out. Um, I wish I would have got into that Plants First Zombies uh, alpha testing because it's one of my favorite genres of this game from a multiplayer aspect. It's so good. So let us know how it is, Ains. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, if I, if, yeah, we'll talk offline. <laughs> um, <laughs> So new releases and what we're playing, guys. We had two big releases this past uh, Friday, and that is Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch, getting reviewed very, very well. A um, lot of positive feedback on that title. And then Wolfenstein Youngblood, which apparently uh, mixes up the formula for Wolfenstein, and you can play co-op. It's got uh, skills, and it's got like weapon attachments and gun customization from what I'm reading. Tons of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's getting reviewed quite well as well. I do have it. I just haven't jumped in yet. But uh, I think Bert and I are going to actually play through that together in co-op. But for now, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys up to? What have you been playing? Go ahead, Dan. You knock it out first. You've been playing a lot more than me. Ah, okay. Uh, I finished on Charter Four. Nice. I'll, uh, never going to go back and play two and three though, because I'm pretty sure just Killing just me. because. Killing me. I think the quality of the game will go down. I mean, now story wise, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I feel like I learned quite a bit about what happened <laughs> in uh, 2 and 3 uh, by playing 4. It was very, very good. It was gorgeous. Um, I, I, there, I, there was a few times where I was just like, man, I'm struggling. I need to push and get through some of this stupid stuff. So, yeah, yeah so yep. 4, in my opinion, beautiful game. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the best overall Uncharted game, maybe, just because of the tech, but it, it drags in points. Yeah. It was too long. It does. Yeah, it was they should have they should have cut some of that, that middle stuff out. Um, Uncharted 2, in my opinion, I don't know what Bert thinks, because he's a big Uncharted guy too, but I, I think Uncharted 2 does have the best overall game and story. Mm -hmm. But Uncharted 4, just because of how gorgeous it is and the environments, you know, it's great too. Yeah, they did a really good job with that stuff. 
Um, I finished Wolfenstein, or I didn't finish Wolfenstein. I started Wolfenstein, uh, Youngblood. It's very deep. I mean, nice. I, I haven't even barely scratched the surface, I think, with the skills and the, the gun uh, attachments and stuff. Um, it's, it's a Wolfenstein game. I literally tried to stealth, because <laughs> it kind of, you know, gives you some options to do that, um, which... I guess if you really, really tried, you'd work, but it's Wolfenstein, man. Just go blow up Nazis. Yeah. You know. Run and gun. Run and gun. It's 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 fun, and the uh, I like the the two main characters. Cool. They're hilarious, um, corny, but hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. And I finished Ultimate Alliance three. I kind of did a a reviewish thing with it, <laughs> so we'll we'll talk about I'll that. I'll comment on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was great. Um, had a really good time playing with the kids. So Ultimate Alliance three. Yep. The story, <clears throat> yeah. How long if you just play? If if I bought it, didn't play co-op, just play beginning to end story. Gosh, you could probably any idea. I would say you maybe fifteen at the least. I mean, but that would be really powering through. I'd say about twenty hours. So for really. me, like fifty. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. you can two hundred find these rifts along the way and stuff, and it's like, oh, I can just jump in and do this real quick and okay. you know upgrade some stuff. But yeah, there's you 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 would have to really push if you want to. And it gets hard. It gets pretty tough too. I mean, and we were playing on the normal level. Don't and try and don't try and make me buy it. It's it's, it's there's there's just a point <laughs> where it comes. And it's just like what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> like everything got you know incrementally more powerful. And you know you got to level up, guys. You got to do. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. I was on watching right a, um, some guys that like live stream it last week for about an hour. I watched, and um, it looks it actually looked really good. It made me want to pick it up. Yeah. If if there weren't so many games right now, I I've already picked oh, it up. Oh yeah, that's always the issue, man. It's it's too yeah. many and, games out. And it, did you try online co-op at all? I did not yet. Okay. No. We, we just we just played local. We could you know we could go back you know because we got a couple switches so we, but we just. We just play it on the big okay. screen. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. Well, if you're local, I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. But I, I'm just curious, because I'd really like to play with you guys, but I don't know if that's possible. Anyone listening, if you've played Ultimate Alliance 3 with friends online, um, let me know, please, because I'm, I'm yeah. curious. And if anybody needs some help, you know, hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll play some... Friend code 12X954384. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Bert, what you been up to? Yeah, so I picked up Devil May Cry 5, started playing it. Um, I think it's in the top five best-looking games of this generation. It's absolutely gorgeous, um, which Whoa. for some reason it doesn't get talked about enough in that realm, but it's really that good-looking um, from everything that I've seen. Um, the other game I've been playing is I picked up Yakuza 0 again. I'm actually pushing through and forcing myself to get through that one. If it, if it kind of narrows off and it just isn't fun anymore, then I'm just going to quit playing that. Uh, finishing the rest of my long second and third year career from F1 2019. Um, that's where I am with that one. And then, funny enough, started playing a bit more Rocket League, which is a game that I've actually owned. I have it physical, and now it's part of Game Pass, and I've been playing with multiple sets of friends. And the learning curve in that game is pretty steep, but once you get the basic hand of it, it's really fun. But just keep in mind that there is a whole other set of people that are multiple levels above you in difficulty. So, Or I should say just in talent. So... That's about it. Uh, played a bit more games this week. So the last few weeks I haven't gamed that much at all, and I caught up a little bit this week. So pretty exciting. Nice. Yeah, we've been playing some Rocket League, and um, we played some last night, and yeah, it's it's interesting. I love the game, but yeah, some players are just on a completely another level, and we didn't even play yep. any of those. But yeah, 
you do have pro players and pro tournaments in that game, and it gets pretty nuts. But it's a lot Larry. of fun. Um, still, I'm still uh, checking out Days Gone, so um, I am liking it. I think. I need to wait for it to open up. I know you guys who have played through it have said it, it does start slow. It kind of opens up and gets yeah. better. And so right now it's like I'm liking um, kind of the world and just exploring and, you know, doing stuff. But I just it feels like I'm doing the same things over and over again. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to stick with it. But um, I'm kind of it's good, but I'm a little indifferent right now. Uh, I haven't seen too many technical hiccups. You can just tell that it's not polished mm-hmm. to the level of um, some other first-party Sony titles, right? It's not up to the level of Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War or anything like that. It's just not. Um, the other thing I find weird, I don't know if you found this, but this really annoys me in games where it's an open world, but you can't... There's, it's an open world that has paths purposely put into it. Like, for instance, I have to go to this area, right? And you can get to it from this path, but be, me being me, I'm like, well, I want to climb the rocks over here and then go over here and try and sneak down a different way. A lot of times it blocks you from doing that. Yeah. You can't climb. You can't no. jump. You can basically just clamber on some things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Maybe so, if you're lucky, you can jump your bike over there. <laughs> yeah, that, it that just kind of really, forces you down certain work for stealth, but, um, so. so it's not really true of what I would call open world, where you can just go anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially coming from um, Breath of the Wild, it's kind of... Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, totally a, little, it's a little weird. But um, Other than that, played uh, Blazing Chrome, which is a title on Game Pass that is uh, kind of an homage to Contra. And uh, I had my son sit down with me, and we played through almost the whole game last weekend just for a couple hours. We were tearing through it. So it's pretty fun if you like the old Contra games, 2D shooters. I, in my opinion, it's not as good as Contra. The weaponry just isn't as good, and I don't know. It, it's a little repetitive, but other than that, it's it's fun for yeah. just a little playthrough. I played a little bit of that, <laughs> too. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty much Contra. Cool little flashback game. Yep. And then uh, we're going to talk about this a lot more, but um, got the new Nacon Unlimited controller. Not new, but you know, for new for, to me um, that we're testing out. So playing Days Gone with that has been uh, interesting. So anyway, like I said, not, not a whole lot of uh, news this week. A little on the lighter side. So I think we'll just move over to uh, name that game. And Bert has promised he is going to uh, really give it to us this week because for some reason he didn't get the games the last two weeks which is really his fault but you know he's gonna take it out on us so games games i've never played and had zero interest in that's what that was well, probably you need to play more games i don't know what to tell you apparently yeah. apparently all right so <laughs> all right, this is name that game um this is a game that i think you've played and i will say that is probably considered in the top hundred best games of all time so we'll we'll see if that's true for yeah, you see, guys. he said the same about medios you remember that yeah, like, this is ranked right no. one of the best games ever. And I said that was my personal best, but it, for the first no. okay. two years of the Nintendo DS, it was the top-selling, highest-rated game, so that sucks for you guys. So <laughs> yeah. I don't even think you guys bought Nintendo DSs, so that was just a bad uh, that in Japan? thing. That? <laughs> okay. okay, I'm starting the questions, goddammit. Here we go. Your first, your first question, and I have my phone up for this because I took them on my phone. This game came out... For the PlayStation 2, first in Japan in 2001, and in the United States in 2002. That's your first clue. Ains is the host, so you get to go first, sir. Okay. Uh, 
The original Devil May Cry. Negative. You are cur- completely wrong, but play Devil May Cry 5. All right, Dan, what do you think? <laughs> uh, what was on PlayStation 2? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I'm go with Sonic the Hedgehog All-Star <laughs> Racing. What the I'm hell? being very specific here because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> waste, my, waste my answer. You don't want to waste your answer, but that's what your guess yes. is? I got it. All yes. right. No, that is that is incorrect. Okay. That is incorrect. All right. <laughs> Jesus. The next clue, which on which uh, Dan, you get to guess first, so that's good for you. Perfect. Yeah, we um, know how it works. The game was originally planned for the PlayStation One, but took four years to develop, and it was a lot longer than expected. So it came out on the PlayStation Two, like initially said. So originally planned for the PlayStation One, but so it took so long to develop, it came out for the PlayStation Two. Xenogears. No, but that's actually a great game. It is a great game. I know that's PlayStation uh, 2. King, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no. Man, it is not Kingdom Hearts. Really that might be a dig towards Kingdom Hearts. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> but, uh, it okay. took a long development. It obviously had to be translated, which would have made it come out here a year later. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Uh, the next clue... <laughs> I wasn't trying to <laughs> Uh, I will give you. I will give you a personal clue, Dan, and it has not had anything to do with Sonic at all. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Okay. The third clue. So we're on question three here. The director's original thought process about this is boy meets girl. So that's what he was initially had in mind when he designed this game. Boy meets girl. He's old when you need him. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, boy meets is that boy meets world he loves. Yeah, boy meets world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Boy meets All world right. meets girl meets mm-hmm. dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. Um. Drawing blanks right now. Drawing blanks. Let's go with uh, Final Fantasy X. Negative, but that is a good game. Believe not my favorite Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, but it's good. Dan, you're up. Boy meets girl. Japan, four years of extra development. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. It's on PS One, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not Final no. Fantasy Nine. Okay, in this game, the name of the title is the main character's name. Hmm. Okay. really limit my my choices here uh station two time of character's name boy meets girl <laughs> what the hell are we talking about uh is there a boy named Medios? <laughs> negative uh, negative right. was that your guess that your, your guess no can it be Oh, uh, no. Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Ains. Ains, you're up. Um, I'm not much better. I don't really have anything right now. I was going to say... Um, I was going to say Persona, but that's not it. So I'm just going to say Persona. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no. 
All right, so I mentioned earlier that the original uh, mentality from the, the original thought process from the director was boy meets girl. So you, here's here's the clue. You are a boy, and you're trying you to save a girl. A, <laughs> and you're trying to save a girl, and the reason you're trying to save her is because the main boss of this game wants to kidnap her and use her in order to extend her life. The main boss wants to extend her life. A woman. Could be. Could be. Well, I mean, literally, it's what you just said. Yep. <laughs> extend her so life. Ains, that, or extend that, the that life is... of the girl. Yeah, extend her own life using the girl, I think yes. is what yep. you mean. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. That's okay. yep. worded kind of strange there. Yes. You're, you're worded kind of strange. I, um, yeah. My name's Ainsley. I don't disagree. <laughs> um. So essentially, essentially, you're trying to save the girl. Yep. Okay. So it's a Mario or Zelda game? Okay. Got it. It's, PS4. it's PlayStation, PS4. remember? It's PlayStation. I know. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm drawing blanks on early PlayStation 2 days here. Um, mm-hmm. God, 2002 PS2 Japanese title. Man, I'm I'm not even in the ballpark right now. I got nothing. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. I'm not gonna waste too much time here. State of emergency. Right. Nice. State of emergency. No, that was a great game, though. <laughs> that was a fun I game. love that. <laughs> I love that game. A uh, girl needs to save. Or a guy needs to save girl because bad guy girl is trying to extend her life. Um, bad guy girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's super not PC. Probably somebody's gonna say it and go, "Oh my gosh!" And use the correct pronouns. Um, Maximo two, the Maximist. Maximist. Yes. Negative. Negative. Excellent. Another great game. Okay. Good at naming good games, at yeah. least. Well, we, I, that's the one I did. Like, a, I think Bird got that one. That might have been yeah. the last one anybody got. That's that a great game. Okay, it. next clue, guys. Next clue. I need you guys to focus. We are on, I believe, clue six here. I believe clue six. All right. In this game, you eventually find the girl. And when you're with this girl, you are actually throughout the whole game, I should say, you can take no damage at all from the game and the enemies and everything, but the girl can. And the game is over if the girl dies. That sounds horrible. That sounds like a game builder on an escort yeah, mission. Yeah, it sounds like a giant escort Could mission. be. Could be. <laughs> sounds terrible. If the girl dies, the game is over. Like, you have to start the whole game over, or just like you... No, it's just, it's just game over. You go back to your checkpoint or whatever. I mean, I, you personally can take no damage from any enemies. Out there. You the take PS2 no damage from any enemies. That's the main clue. Okay. Hmm. So you're invincible when you're with the For guard. the most part. Or just the enemies do no damage to you. They don't hurt you. Hmm. Oh, they just hit the girl. Okay, yeah. Um, that doesn't really make a difference. We're just we're just, I'm just I'm buying time um, to reach back into the old crusty cobwebs of my brain uh, which are thick jeez uh, dude I have no idea I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a pass pass I, I don't have anything I'm gonna say fatal frame no but that's a great game too great game too okay going back to another clue if it's about a boy and a girl yeah, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna reach through this mic <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm all right, this game has had numerous spiritual successors that came out on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4. 
Whoa. That's bringing it. Mind blown. Yep. Hmm. Spiritual successors, though. Spiritual successors, not a direct sequel. Not a direct... Okay. Hmm. Do you think that would help? It doesn't. No. Not one bit. It's <laughs> three. Oh god. I don't think I've if I've played this, I've erased it from my mind. <laughs> um I got I got nothing. I really don't. What uh, question are we on? Let's pick one here. Yeah. We're on uh, question no six. Guy. Nice. Oh my god. Nope, so Dan. I, Dan, I believe <laughs> you had a guess here. I think we're on question six. Okay, that's the third time we're on question six. Um, spiritual successors on the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, girl meets boy meets world meets girl meets guy. Uh, damn it, Jack and Daxter. Fun games. <laughs> Super fun. No. Jack and Daxter. Great, great game. That could use definitely a reboot. Nope, that is incorrect, obviously. Obviously. Here we go. Next clue, guys. The girl's name that you're saving, her name is Yorda. Yorda. <laughs> spelt Y-O-R-D-A. I don't know if we'll get this game, but I'm getting a shirt that says the girl's name is Yorda, Yorda. for the next podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's all it's going to say on Yorda it. Yorda and Perna 2020. Yeah, that's right. Yorda. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gosh, why does that sound so familiar? You know what, God, I'm thinking of Yora. Yora is uh, the Final Fantasy. Bad guys, I think, maybe. Final Fantasy 15. I don't know why. I've, I've, I don't know Yorda, though. God damn it, Yorda. Right up there with fucking idiots. God. All right, uh... I'm just thinking like spiritual successors. That's where I'm stuck now. I am too, but mm-hmm. I'm not coming up with anything. Uh, Jim. No. The game. Or whoever? No. <laughs> that was the, it's the guy's name. That's, how was, that's, no. that's my best guess. I think the next couple of clues will help you, but I think Ainsy still had a guess here. Yeah, last three weeks. I, I do have a guess. Um, Go for it. Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I don't have. I honestly, I've got nothing. I'm completely lost. Oh my lost. god! Her name is okay. Alita, All right. The obviously we mentioned boy meets girl. We've talked about the girl already. Here's a Three clue times. about the boy, who is the main character, and the yes, title the of the game. Point. He is born <laughs> with horns. 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 H O R N. And the answer is horns. not Hellboy. Like not Hellboy. Horns on his feet. <laughs> What did you say? No, horns, horns, horns. Okay, wait, I do have a guess now. Ico. It is Ico. You got it. It is Ico. It? Boom. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Also, like, it is Ico. Of, like, in, uh, yeah, the only other clue that I had here, guys, that I was going to give to you is that the spiritual successor is Shadow of the Colossus. It's not yeah. a sequel. 
Um, and then the last final clue that I had is that they speak in a language that is not understandable. So it's not like you can, it's not English, obviously, or it's not translated from something else. So it is Ico. Great game. Um, if you nice. haven't played it I and never you played are. It. I played it. What the hell? I don't wow, that's never played great it. game. If, you, um, if you're looking for, I guess, the best version of Ico, there was a uh, PlayStation 3 remaster. Um, it was not a remake, but it was a remaster that actually looked pretty fancy. Um, but it was uh, Ico was pretty awesome if you haven't played that game. Nice. So, nice. Hey, we well, at least go. we got one yeah, in three weeks. Yeah. Nice. Good job, bro. All right, yeah, guys. Thank let you. us know if you got that before us. I'm sure someone did. Um, anyway, we're going to close out. we got a few things to talk about, though, uh, some housekeeping items here. So Dan uh, put together a unique style review on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that you're going to be able to find on the site probably by the time you're reading or hearing this, excuse me, or watching this. Uh, Bert is doing a written review of F1 2019 to go along with the comments he made on last week's BigCast, so look for that soon as well. I have a long article coming on Nintendo uh, that is pretty much finished, so that too may be up by time you're listening to this, or look for it this week for sure. And then Dan and I um, are going to be putting up a video again, which should be up here in the next couple days, if not already when you're listening, um, really talking about all of the PlayStation 4 aftermarket controller options. Uh, we have tried, owned, and played with them all. <laughs> um, and so we're going to really go in depth around what we think about all of them, the positives, the negatives. Um, you know, and just you can make your best decision on if you want something other than the DualShock 4. So as always, uh, really want to thank you for listening, watching. Um, if you are watching, please like and subscribe on YouTube. It obviously helps a lot. And uh, otherwise, anything else, guys, before we are out of here? Nope. Play Echo. Play Echo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks as always, guys. Big Cat 66. We will talk to you next week.